This is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Let's go! Do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. And as we learned last week, Bomb City, USA. And the barbecue capital of the North Coast, Cleveland, Ohio. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings, live fire, fun, and frivolity show. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you, and here's how you can do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now, third Tuesday of the month. And you know what that means? A standing visit with barbecue icon, barbecue hall of famer, the most prolific live fire cookbook author of our time and all time. And the list goes on. Stephen Reichland will be joining me. Plenty of stuff to talk to see, uh, Stu- Stephen about. Not the least of which is his new Planet Barbecue line. We'll talk about Beach Barbecue. If you follow him on social, he was doing quite a bit of posting on his Beach Barbecue that he was having in Martha's Vineyard at the Chappaquiddick. We'll also talk about how to cook a perfect steak and steak tips because that's really hot over the last couple weeks. We'll also talk about secrets to getting the best chicken thighs possible. If you didn't know that, stay tuned. And more. Then we will go to 35 past the hour. We will continue the streak of new first-time guests. The creator of the Peg Leg Porker brand, Carrie Bringle, will be joining me. TV star, to-be cookbook author for sure, and many other things. Just showing this for somebody that's in the instant chat at the moment. By the way, anybody that's on right now, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, get on your social medias and blast out that the show is on. I mean, let's get this thing rocking and rolling. So we're very excited to have we. I'm very excited to have Carrie Bringle on for the first time, 35 past the first hour. Plenty to get to with Carrie. A little bit of background on him, how he got the restaurant started. He's also gotten in, as I had mentioned, into book writing. So we'll talk about how to barbecue for dummies. And one of my past pastimes, bourbon, which I'm not so much into now. Uh-oh. I mean, I'd love to be, but I'm not. So we'll talk about bourbon with Carrie, who's in Tennessee. And of course, as we had learned a couple of weeks ago, when uh, Mark, Mark, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Why can't I think of his name? Mark Gillespie. Holy moly. What we learned from Mark Gillespie a couple weeks ago, that Tennessee has its own brand of whiskey. Technically, Tennessee whiskey is absolutely bourbon because of mash bills and so forth. But we may or may not get into that with Kerry, why he decided to call it a bourbon instead of Tennessee whiskey and so forth. So great first hour lined up. Then we'll move to the second hour. Quarterly guest and the shirt that I am repping. Sands currently the headband that gives it away. Hey, Grill Hayes, Susie Bullock, perhaps Todd Bullock as well, or Todd Bullock in places. At least Susie, possibly Todd, could be both. Definitely better be one or the other. Otherwise, I'm SOL on a segment. We don't want that. But we have a host of items to talk about 
I mean, last time we talked about getting a rub to market and all the things you have to go through in that regard, investments and all that stuff. It was great talk with Susie and Todd intermittently spursing in off camera. Tonight, I was gifted the complete line of Hey Grill Hey accoutrement, rubs and sauces, obviously a shirt. There's a headband. Uh, opposite side, it says meat sweats, of course. When I'm running on the treadmill, it is soaking up the meat sweats, no doubt about it. So we'll talk to Susie about all of that fun stuff, getting it and the rebrand. I mean, there's a lot of things going on at Hey Grill Hey if you haven't been there. I mean, you got to get out there and see all of the revamps that have been going on. And what are the potential pitfalls of revamps after you have such a tremendously successful brand? So that's Susie Bullock, 35 past the second hour, or the bullpen segment, as we like to call it. Rusty Monson from Salt City Barbecue. Oh, by the way, folks, if you're fans of geography, it's an all-Utah second hour. Totally by happenstance. Now, some of you have been very prolific in the backyard. You've toyed around with making this barbecue thing a business. Perhaps as far as going to buying a food truck or a barbecue concessions trailer. Rusty is right along with you, and he has put together a barbecue trailer. So I figure since he's already the embedded correspondent with Utah and does the embedded correspondent segment once a month, we could have him on additionally, perhaps quarterly going forward, as he's just launched his Salt City Barbecue barbecue trailer. And we'll talk to him not about opening day and receipts and all of this, but the run-up to getting to opening day, thought process, things you have to get going. Now, some of this stuff is going to be specific to Utah, and it would change from state to state, but I think there's a lot of business stuff that Rusty is going to be able to bring to this table and pitfalls and experiences that he's going to bring to this table to help you if this is a mindset that you're also sharing with Rusty and the Monson family. So that's your show tonight. Stephen Reichland coming up shortly. Carrie Bringle after that. Susie Bullock after that. Rusty Monson after that. Have I done enough? Uh-oh. Come on. Hey, don't forget you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at BBQ Central Show. Snapchat at BBQ Central because I'm a dope. For a live video feed of the show, you can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also over on the YouTubes for video feed slash RD Rempe. You can also get an ad-free podcast feed of the show later on if you are so inclined in two different places. You can become a patron over at the show Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Show, or you can subscribe directly in the Apple Podcast app, which for any number of months now has been floundering, floundering, stealing downloads from content creators, not updating episodes in any sort of timely fashion. It's a travesty, so much so that other podcast apps are now taking aim at the Apple Podcast. It used to be the leader, and now people are poo-pooing on it. So we're hoping that Apple gets their S together sooner than later, but whatever. However you want to do it, certainly up to you. I want to start here in the open and ask you this question. If you remember the last week's second hour, how great was Jackie Taylor last week? <laughs> I was a little apprehensive about breaking the format like I did, but I think in the final analysis, it was a huge win for everybody involved. I want to thank Jackie again for coming on and sharing her story, her experience about being in the WITSEC program, sharing her growing up life with a Hell's Angel father here in the Cleveland, Ohio area, made a bunch of social media posts, tagged all of my Ohio senators and Congress people in hopes of advancing her agenda of getting in front of Congress to testify about the shortcomings of the WITSEC program. And I hope all of you are doing the same. All you have to do is tag whoever represents you in the highest levels of government and direct them to the Relative Unknown podcast. And if you haven't listened to it yet, I'm telling you, it's a compelling listen. It's tragic in many ways, but it's a compelling listen. And there is an agenda and a mission that Jackie is on in order to rectify and correct this program that most of us know nothing about other than what we see on the television and on the movie. And it is not like that. So help Jackie further her cause and get in front of Congress to really 
help fix this program. Some listener feedback and support, of course. Todd in Missouri writes, Greg, first off, love the show. Appreciate the content you pump out each week. However, last week's departure from the normal talk was incredibly well done. After your interview with Miss Taylor, I downloaded the series Wednesday, took it all in over the next few days. I will say this, Greg, you two did not spill very much at all. I would go so far as to say that you left a whole bunch out that you could have talked about last Tuesday. This Butch Crouch guy was one of the worst humans I've ever heard about. When you two were describing him last Tuesday, I thought you were both being a little dramatic, but this guy was everything you mentioned and then some. I feel bad for Jackie having to endure such a life when she had no control over what went on. The words that sat with me in the beginning of your interview, wow, sad, tragic, criminal. The words that sat with me finishing the podcast and then hearing her on your show, strength, perseverance, inspiring, courageous, and driven. Thanks so much for doing a great interview, Greg, and continuing to show why the Barbecue Central Show is the best live fire show out there, regardless of topic. Regards, Todd. Thank you, Todd. I'm glad you enjoyed it. A lot of good instant chat on that as well. So if you haven't gotten it, it's a Relative Unknown podcast. If you missed the podcast or the show with Jackie and myself last week, go back and get that as well. Before we get to Steven, let me talk to you quickly about Yukon Glory and the grill and serve set. It's an absolute revolutionary design when it comes to the landscape of grilling baskets. I've always hated two things about using grilling baskets during my cook. One, I have to wear something because they're really hot to take off the cooker after they're on there. Number two, it gets grease and oil all over my table or counter or wherever I'm going to set those things down to serve. Being someone who is a clean freak, this isn't something that I can really get down with. So what's a live fire cook to do? Enter a great product from Yukon Glory called the Grill and Serve. It's a patented design, fixes everything. The set includes three stainless steel grill baskets, which I showed you last week on the show. And you can move them around with a clip-on handle that seamlessly grips the interior of the basket for easy lifting and dropping. The set also has a large custom-fitted stainless steel serving tray to catch any drippings and allow for a beautiful table presentation. But perhaps in my case, more importantly, gives you a clean table when everyone's done eating. Thank you, Yukon Glory for fixing my OCD when it comes to cleanliness. Now, what could you cook on them? Perfect for veggies, seafood, wings, tacos, all the meat types you can think of. If you can't think of it, then it probably can't go on it. But if you can think of it, it can go on the grill and serve as far as where to buy, Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Target, the list of big stores goes on. You could buy at yukonglory.com as well. If you're using the website, use promo code 10 Central, all one word, the numeral 1 and 0, 10 Central for 10% off discount all August long. So you have a couple weeks left to take advantage of the savings. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Yukon Glory. And at checkout on the website, use 10 Central for a 10% discount on your order each and every time all August. You ever heard of Stephen Reichland? He'll be on this show here in just a second. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology, sellers of ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans and accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or call them 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Central Lights, third Tuesday of the month, and that means it's time to do a segment with the icon of the industry, a host of TV shows, a creator and host of the very popular Project Fire on PBS, author of the most popular barbecue and grilling books in the history of barbecue and grilling books, and friend of this show, we welcome back Stephen Reichlin. Hey, uh, before we get into some of the topics that we have on the agenda this evening, let's talk about 
the new planet, uh, planet, planet barbecue line that is out. Tell us all about it. Super excited about it. You know, uh, my whole career, so I've kind of tried to share my vision uh, and taste of barbecue with people. So in the books, you could read about it. In the shows, you could watch it. With the tools, you can make it. With the seasonings, you can kind of get my flavors. But I never had a way to actually feed people the barbecue that I make with the flavors that I love. And so uh, about a year ago, I hooked up with uh, two partners, one of whom is my stepson, Jake the other food and former food and beverage manager of the Broadmoor where I used to do barbecue university. We created a company called uh, planet barbecue. Uh, it has taken forever, but we're finally about to launch with our first four products. Those are a Texas style brisket, uh, Kansas city style ribs, uh, smoked baked beans and creamed grilled corn. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's a very exciting moment for me because after uh, just what felt like forever. We finally shipped our products. They're going to be sold through Crowd Cow, which is an online meat and food purveyor uh, of very high quality uh, meats and foods. Uh, I'll be launching in time for Labor Day. And uh, boy, if you ever want to get into the mail order food business, uh, <laughs> talk to me and uh, and get ready to cry. Well, look, I mean, this is a complete divergence off of what I thought we were going to be talking about, but you have really laid down a, a agenda for me to follow up on here. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask some questions that are just coming off to the top of my head. First of all, uh, or not the least of which, everybody that's in this industry knows Crowd Cow. They know how they have really brought some quality beef to the market and uh, people can become stakeholders. I've had the CEO of the company on the show at least two or three times over the genesis of that com uh, company's life why why them where's the where's the logistics sense in, in partnering with with somebody else other than like gold belly or somebody else that we've heard well uh crowd cow because uh they've been faithful companions uh really since they started uh when they brought one of those a5 wagyu briskets from japan to the united states uh i got the first one and we smoked it at barbecue university um i love what they do which is basically to find small farms that do you know raise really amazing meat and then make it available to the uh to the internet savvy public um, so, uh, they were natural partners to launch this. This will be their, for the first barbecue product on their website. Um, and, uh, you know, the partnership continues. So how do they fit into it though? Is it just uh, a, a vehicle where people can go onto their website to buy your stuff? Are they preparing it? Have they partnered with the people that are going to prepare no, the food? No, we are preparing it, um, and it's a fairly complicated um, operation. Our well, I can't wait are, to hear all uh, about it. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I can't wait for you to taste it, actually. <laughs> so our uh, our meats are smoked in uh, outside of uh, Chicago. Our vegetable side dishes are uh, prepared in Denver. Uh, we've got a line of grilled and smoked ice creams in development. They'll be coming out of Brooklyn. Um, we've got, uh, some smoked fish tips coming out of Boston. So, you know, we're really pretty virtual and pretty global. When I have talked to other folks that have gotten into the mail order barbecue business, by the way, I don't want to go back to next year, but if we could go back to, I'm sorry, I don't want to go back to last year, but if we could go back to last year, but we would want to jump back because the mail order barbecue business, uh, meet Mitch when I Exploded. had him on a couple weeks ago, he was up a 700% over the yeah. year before, of course, you can toss it away because everybody's home and they're into all sorts of stuff because they're home and doing nothing. But still, sure. it's not something that is going to go out of vogue just as quickly. I think you're going to see quite a bit of interest continue there. However, long way to go. He he partnered with somebody that was in Kansas City. He spent an inordinate amount of time showing them his process, his seasonings, the way he does everything. And then routinely goes back for quality control check because in the end, and I don't think anybody is more sensitive to this than you, Stephen, his name is on that. Your name, you your bet. reputation, everything about Stephen Reichlin is going to be in that package of barbecue that goes out. So uh, how do you teach people to be cooking like Stephen Reichlin? 
Well, first of all, we spec the meat. Our ribs, for example, are uh, Duroc pork, you know, uh, an, a, um, a heritage breed. Uh, the seasonings, they're the Stephen Reichlin Project Smoke Seasonings. The barbecue sauce that goes with it is my lemon brown sugar barbecue sauce. Um, when COVID was at its worst, we did our coaching via Zoom. Um, we're, we're working with very good partners. So uh, I feel, you know, we had multiple samples sent. Um, and I feel very confident uh, that, you know, the food is, actually I had some at a beach, bar, a beach barbecue here in Martha's Vineyard over the weekend. And, you know, it's spot on the money. How it's, ma- uh, if you were e- eating at my house, that's what it would taste like. How many different... Uh, is the word makers or packagers or cookers are you using to produce? Is it just one? No. So like I said, we have one company uh, in the Chicago area that's doing the meats, another company in the Denver area that's doing our vegetable side dishes, Uh, third company. You know, I mean, eventually we're a startup, you know, so we're, we're, uh, and never have those words rung truer. Uh, (laughs) But so, you you know, we're, we're kind of a virtual company. I mean, what is my dream? My dream is eventually we have a huge smoke smokehouse facility somewhere where we do everything ourselves. It is? Um, uh, yeah, but uh, we start this way. Wow. I can't believe that your end game here would to be to have a brick-and-mortar smokehouse. That seems, to me, that seems like something you would not want any part of. I know you love to cook and you love to teach, but, I mean, that's a that's a different kind of world well, than the- monster. Well, that's not something I would want a part of, but happily, uh, my partner, one of my partners, uh, Jake, my stepson, yep. is very much in that world. He's a professional chef. He's had restaurants. He has a line of amazing sausages, by the way, which are also part of our uh, line, Jake's Handcrafted Sausages. Um, but, you know, uh, one reason I say that is we have had such a hard time finding a smokehouse that'll do the kind of quality that we want that... Uh, you know, and again, this is sort of a fantasy, but wouldn't it be cool for us to have a smokehouse and be able to smoke meats for other people, you know, be kind, kind be an incubator for other people who want to do the same kind of quality that we do? So would you see that happening where you're at currently? Would that be no, somewhere no. in y- like years. the years, years of, of course, but like where in the country do you see that taking effect? Well, the one thing I've learned is the, the the central most part of the country that you can be in will save you money on freight. So, you know, it would not be on the East Coast or West Coast, uh, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, there's so many things I've learned. You know, I've always kind of focused on the ingredients, the flavors, the taste, the cooking method. But just things like logistics. Logistics are so mind-boggling. You know, uh, you want to fill up a pallet because you don't want to ship a half pallet because you pay the full pallet price anyway. Um, geography, you know, it's um, it's a whole business. But but Planet Barbecue, you know, Planet Barbecue was the name of uh, one of my books. Uh, it's actually the book, one of the books of which I'm most proud because it chronicles my travels around the world's barbecue trail. Um, and that's been a dream for 20 years to do a line of, uh, of Planet Barbecue foods. Uh, and it just took kind of meeting the right partners and getting launched. But, you know, I hope someday we'll be in airports. I hope someday we'll be in sports stadiums, uh, in supermarkets. Uh, who knows? Maybe there's a Planet Barbecue restaurant down the pike. I mean, there are so many directions we could go in. Stephen Reichlin joining us here on the show, barbecuebible.com, his website. Is it going to be Planet barbecue.com or what's the website there is a planet barbecue yeah there is where we're we're working on a website actually if you uh type in planetbarbecue.com right now you go to uh barbecuebible.com but by the time the food comes out uh, we will have a website is Ah, there memo to steven contact partners about the website (laughs) absolutely (laughs) Uh, is there um like target pricing already set up how do you how do you begin to set that up uh, that happily is all handled by my partners. Very good. Uh, Stephen Reichel joining us here on the show. Um, is there something else I should be asking you about in, in that regard? I'm, I was kind of caught off guard, so I don't have a, a full line of uh, questions to follow up on, but maybe we could uh, plan to do that next month after I get my wits about me. 
I would love to. Uh, well, you know, keep the host on his toes. That's uh, something I always like to do. But uh, no, seriously, and I'll be on social media. I'll be kind of previewing the food. And when we launch, if you uh, get my Up and Smoke newsletter from barbecuebible.com, and if you don't, you should, because it's free and it's full of useful information, uh, we will tell you exactly how to get the product Um the products, where to get them. Uh, by the way, when people start tasting them, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a little video, you know, if you like it. Um, suggestions on how to approve it. All of, all of that stuff. We're, you know, we really want to be want this to be a community effort. Stephen, you had mentioned that you were on social media quite a bit over the weekend, and people should get on social media and, and all the stuff to share if they get the barbecue or the Planet Barbecue line stuff when they can get it. You had mentioned last month that you had just gotten into the TikTok scene. So a month yeah. later, are you still into that? Have you gassed out on it? Where are you at on that? Well, I'm actually pretty intrigued and amazed by it. Uh, I did a post over the weekend that got a quarter of a million views and took me from uh, a whopping 87 followers to over 3,000 in the space of an afternoon. Wow. So uh, I think TikTok, it's a, the, you know, the potential for, um, for growth is huge. Uh, it's also fun. I mean, it's just, it's so wacky. It's so zany. Uh, I found it completely confusing to operate and I had to enlist a 12 year old in my family to help me. And of course she understood it intuitively and effortlessly. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued with all, you know, all of the social media. I mean, I think we are really that uh, Thomas Kuhn, the great history of science writer, talks about paradigm changes, you know, where not only does what you do and how you see the world change, but also just how you process information and how you see the world, that, that changes. And, you know, the prime example of that is for centuries and centuries, people just assumed that the sun rotated around the earth. And then... Uh, I think it was Copernicus, you know, uh, said, wait a minute, no, it's the earth goes around the sun. And it blew people's minds and, you know, people were jailed for believing such, but now we view the world a different way. So uh, I, I feel that, I think I feel that way about social media. You guys are probably much more adept at it than I, but I'm intrigued. Is there any way, Stephen, that the 12-year-old is going to coax you into doing any of those TikTok dances. Is there any way we're going to see that? <laughs> no, but I learned what a boomerang was. And, you know, boomerangs kind of work nicely when you're in the grill. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Stephen Reichland yeah. joining us here on the show. Uh, let's talk, if you don't mind, about gardens and seasonal garden dishes. I talked last week with Meathead a little bit about it because he's got a garden that's coming in hot and heavy. And he shared a couple things, but uh, you're somebody that's always doing stuff in season and local. So I'm wondering what your favorite garden dishes might be. Well, yes, the guy that just wrote How to Grow Vegetables. Right. We, our vegetables are certainly big in our family, especially as I'm married to a woman who is a 95% vegetarian. Uh, what I'm thinking of, we actually were uh, harvesting tomatoes today, mm. gorgeous tomatoes. They're spectacular. And there's a super simple dish that I, uh, I wrote about in Barbecue Bible. It's called Catalan Grilled Tomato Bread. You grill a slice of country bread over a hot fire. While it's hot, you rub it with a garlic clove so that the kind of hot bread and crusty bread scrapes the garlic off. Drizzle it with olive oil, and then you rub it with a ripe red tomato. So you get those juices into the bread. Extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper. It's the most flavorful five ingredients you'll ever taste. Super simple. Really fun to do when you have a party, too, because everybody gets to participate. I think the best sandwich of the summer is a ripe red tomato sliced, semi-thickish, maybe medium thickness, oh, two pieces of Schwabel's white bread with some Kewpie mayo on either side, uh, stack up those tomatoes, some fresh cracked black pepper, a little sea salt, put the other top of the white bread on and then eat it. Couldn't be any more simple. And that is the sandwich I look forward to every year. I'm the only one that eats it in the house, but it is absolutely delicious and simple in its essence. You know, we must be brothers with a different mother because uh, every day I eat a tomato sandwich. I do it a little differently. 
I get an artisanal bread, something that has a lot of whole wheat and, you know, just really gussy flavor. Um, I grill it. I use Hellman's mayonnaise, not QB. Uh, and I do it open face because I'm trying not to eat too many carbs. But uh, the crusty bread, the creamy tangy uh, mayonnaise, the luscious succulent tomato, uh, the coarse sea salt, you know, man, you don't even need bacon. Stephen, I was watching over the weekend. You were uh, at the beach, uh, Chappaquiddick, I believe, is where you were at. Yeah. And yeah. you were doing a, a beach barbecue. So I'm interested, as somebody who doesn't really you know, live by a beach per se, I got a little bit of Lake Erie from time to time. But uh, what are the best pieces of advice for beach barbecue? Well, boy, uh, the first one is, you know, be organized because once you're out on the beach, you, um, you know, you can't run back into the kitchen. So make a checklist, check it twice. Uh, I, you know, we take a Weber kettle out and we take a, and then I have a, a little mini kettle that I take out. Um, we like to do lobster and I really, I nailed the technique on the lobster this time. So we split it through the belly uh, goes on the grill, hard shell down with uh, herb butter inside. Do most of the cooking, then you turn it over at the last minute just to uh, to brown that other side. Add a little more butter to it, and you know sometimes you just nail it. Sometimes you overcook it a little. Sometimes you undercook it a little. Uh, this time we just nailed it. It was it was absolutely perfect the it was cloudy when we got out to the beach but the sun came out the sunset was spectacular and you know it wasn't just lobster right we started with shishito peppers we had grilled garlic bread we had uh we had the ribs the planet barbecue ribs uh we grilled clams we grilled corn we had a smoked apple pie for dessert it was with uh natural wines by the way which was really interesting brought by, brought by one of our guests uh, it's one of those nights you'll remember forever. What's a natural wine? So natural wines contain no uh, preservatives, no sulfates. Uh, very often they're unfiltered, so they kind of look more like hard cider than wine. Mm. Often they have a little spritz to them. Uh, this one, uh, it was a, a, mus a musket grape, so it had that kind of... Um, sweet musky flavor that you'd find in a muscatel or a, a muscat bom de venise uh, kind of flavor so you know it's it's a flawed rough wine like a, a proper vintner would look at it and say wait a minute it's cloudy you know yeah it's supposed to be cloudy it's got sediment in it they didn't filter it you know they didn't age it in a barrel they aged it in a stone in a, a clay crock so that was fun Stephen Reichland joining us here on the show as he does the third Tuesday of every month. He was on the beach. He's on TikTok, and he's got a new planted barbecue line coming out via mail order. So pay attention to the website and sign up for the newsletter to get updates. Stephen, always appreciate the time. I appreciate you uh, kind of dropping a bomb here on the front. That was fun to do something <laughs> right off the top like that, and uh, we, we wish you success. We'll, we'll keep updating. Well, Thank you. We'll make sure you get some to uh, to try. And All right. you know, everybody listening, uh, Greg such does such a great job. He's really just uh, such a great voice for the barbecue community. So thank you. Thumbs up. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Stephen. There he is, Stephen Reichen, right there. Barbecuebible.com. His website, also Planet Barbecue, as he had mentioned. You might want to at least book save that for now till that actually points to the mail order side of things. Got ribs, he's got beans, brisket. He said he smoked ice cream or something like that, too. Wow. Just when you think you've seen it all, he comes on the show and he drops a bomb right up front. And now I'm trying to figure out how to interview from the seat of my pants. By the way, I did great. Kerry <laughs> Bringle is ready to go in the green room before we get to him. Let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Two lines to choose from. So if you want to save a couple bucks, you go Choice Line, and you have a Daniel Boone option to choose from there. Good medium-sized cooker. So if you want to, or if you don't find a need for technology and all this other stuff that all these other cookers have, then Choice Line is probably the right way to go. Now, if you don't mind shucking out a couple hundred extra dollars in return for a prime, you'll get a little bit more of a robust build on the chassis. You'll get peek-in windows on the main cooking chamber pellet hopper. You get two internal meat probes, Wi-Fi, and 
app connectivity so you can control the grill right from your chair in your house or the grocery store wherever you're at as long as you have a cell phone signal you can pretty much adjust the grill as you see fit peak ledge and trek are the sizes in the prime line the peak and the ledge will also accommodate that pizza oven insert sold through a dealer network so go to greenmountaingrills.com and find a dealer near you talk to the dealer get educated find the one that's right for you take it home and be a master right off the bat you can go to greenmountaingrill.com also for accessories like pellets and sauces and rubs and all that good stuff Green Mountain Grills, longtime sponsor of the show, and we certainly appreciate that. And we'll be back with Peg Leg Porker right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets to fire all those pellet-driven cookers like the Green Mountain Grills I just talked about. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. See all the other products that they have out there as well. My next guest is one of the most well-known and accomplished barbecue cooks in the country. You've probably seen him or been to his restaurant if you've ever been to Nashville. You've seen him on TV as well for the past number of years. Widely considered to be one of the best whole hog cooks in the country. Is it shameful that this is the first time that he has ever been on the show? Yes! So let's go ahead and rectify that right now. As we race to the hotline and welcome in first timer to the show, founder of the Peg Leg Porker brand and restaurant, Carrie Bringle joins me. Hey, Carrie. Carrie, I see him. I really see him. I really do. But I don't hear him. Carrie, come back in. So we'll try and get Carrie back on next week or week after and you know, try and just figure some of this stuff out. So here's where we're going to go. It's time for yet another passage, folks. Processing cooking and buying horse meat for human consumption. Written by our good friend, sexist old-timey newspaper guy because this was penned in the 1950s. Leon Kenny. You would recall last time we talked about the ever potentially enjoyable rib steak from the horse. Yes. Tonight, while we just happened upon some time that we didn't foresee coming our way, we'll talk about the ever-popular cube steak from the equine. The cube steak is only as good as the piece of meat from which it is made. Made from a choice cut, usually top sirloin or top round, in a well-operated market. The horse meat cube steak is, as a general rule, superior in both tenderness and flavor to the beef cube steak. That's a bold statement, everybody. The horse cube steak is superior than the beef cube steak. That's what it says right here in this book. It can be cooked like the beef cube steak, quick fried in a hot, lightly oiled pan, approximately two minutes on each side. Though it has a tendency to be dry when cooked this way for best results, the horse meat cube steak should be breaded, dipped in milk, and rolled in a flour and fried slowly in a heavily greased pan. Breading preserves the juices in the meat and makes a more succulent and tender steak. Milk and flour is suggested here only because it's easier than quicker than most of the other methods of breading. The cube steak is also a tender, tasty piece of meat for deep fat. Oh, where is it? Fat frying. And not to be outdone with the cube steak. The T-Bone Steak, everybody's favorite. 
The horse meat T-bone steak is not, comparatively speaking, as tender as a steak as the beef T-bone, though it does have a superior flavor. It is easily recognizable by the Y-shaped sinew, which divides the steak roughly into three parts. The portion laying between the arm of the Y is equivalent to the tenderloin and the beef T-bone. Being the tenderest portion of the steak, it is wise after cooking to run a knife along the edges of the sinew and get it out. So the steak is served in three portions. And like the rib steak, the T-bone should be brought and cooked with the bone still in. The T-bone can be cooked exactly as the rib is cooked, or it can be simmered. Simmered. To simmer, use a small skillet with a tight-fitting lid. Brown the steak quickly on each side. Add a small quantity of water. Cover and turn the heat down to low, allowing the steak to simmer about five to seven minutes. Rarely, if ever, can the T-bone be broiled. Occasionally, if the steak is cut from an exceptionally choice piece of meat, well marbled with fat, fat, the T-bone can be broiled successfully. However, as a general rule, the T-bone lacks sufficient fat and is otherwise unsatisfactory as a broiling steak. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the latest two packages of horse meat for human consumption right there, folks. The cube steak and the T-bone steak. I know, I've got you going. I've gotten you ready to rock and roll. This horse steak is something else. It's sweeping the, I mean, actually, it's not sweeping the nation at all, but it could be. We would just get over ourselves. It could be sweeping the nation. And then there's this. Uh Customer gets out own scales to weigh a really small six ounce steak at a restaurant. This brought to you by ladbible.com. Of course, ladbible, the exceptionally trustworthy website, (laughs) bringing you all your late breaking steak news, entertainment, and other such whatnot. A restaurant customer who thought his six-ounce steak looked a little bit on the small side decided to whip out his very own set of scales at the table and says the weight came in at just 3.68 ounces. Antonio Cachan was at a birthday meal with his family on July 8th at the Texas Roadhouse in Pueblo, Colorado. The 22-year-old ordered his go-to meal of ribs and steak with fries and mashed taters. But when the dish arrived in front of him, he noticed the staked sirloin looked really small. Antonio then ran out to the car, grabbed some weighing scales from his toolbox before returning to find out the steak's true weight as the waiter looked on in shock. After complaining that a six-ounce cut actually weighed 3.68 ounces, he posted a picture online to share his disappointment. And his pictures now having attracted more than 16,000 views. I'm sorry, 16,000 reactions and 92,000 shares. Antonio. Wow. Gang, I mean, really. What kind of douche brings a scale into a restaurant to weigh the steak? To see if he's getting what he's paying for. Could you get any more classless than that? And the answer is no, by the way. This is the bottom of the barrel. When it comes to classlessness, do you know that restaurants weigh their steaks before they're cooked? This guy is a dope. What's next? You going to bring your infrared thermometer pistols in to shoot the temperature of a plate at a roof's Chris? Are you going to bring your instant read meat thermometers into any random steakhouse, request the steak be cooked to 145 degrees internal, and then temp the steak? When it hits the table to see if they've nailed it? Who would do such nonsense? Now that is classless. Don't ever do that stuff. And if you do, don't come around here looking for props. Because you ain't getting none of that on this show. No way. No way. Get that big stuff out of here.
in the immortal words of Mr. Cavalier, Austin Carr, get that weak stuff out of here. I mean, can you imagine bringing... Honey, wait a second. I'm going to go into the pickup truck, pick em up truck, into the toolbox where I'm keeping my scales. What is he doing? Certifying weigh scales? Brings it back in. Drops the scale down on the table. And weighs the meat. Come on, Antonio. Nobody's doing that. That's terrible. All right, we apologize for losing carry or not really getting carry up, but we'll rectify that situation in a sooner than later show coming up. Before we wrap the first hour, I will talk to you about Yoder Smokers, designing and building all of their products right here in the States, building pride through craftsmanship and world-class customer service. That's the backbone of how they've built the company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke style product that elevates the gatherings with friends and family. They're honored to have a trusted place in backyards of America. From pellet grills to wood-fired offsets or charcoal grills, consistent blue ribbon flavor has become synonymous with Yoder Smoker's names. Make no mistake, Yoder Smoker's flavor-driven design is unique to each style of pit, and the team has developed their cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's this generational thought that's rooted in the handmade products and defines the integrity of the core values. American-made quality and endless flavor are the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Go ahead and visit their website and see what they're all about, yodersmokers.com. That's yodersmokers.com. Grab yours today if you're over at Sam's Northwest Barbecue out there in the northwest of Pacifics. He typically has a... Although they've been selling like hotcakes, so make sure you give Sam a call out there at Sam's Northwest Barbecue before you just roll out and think you're going to go grab one of those. But he's a pretty big retailer of them out there, so if you're up in that way, uh, give Sam a call. By the way, he's a Browns fan, believe it or not. We're looking for a really good season this year. I'll reserve judgment till the end of the season. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour. When we come back, if you'd like to jump in, happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Stick around. I'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Hey, welcome back. This portion being brought to you by Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, Fireboard 2 Pro. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth if you prefer. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, and many of us do, you're in luck. Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. Ask for Ted. He might even answer the phone. I doubt it. He's very busy. But if he doesn't answer the phone, somebody at Fireboard will. They'll answer all your questions. Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive and the Fireboard 2 Pro. Uh, once again, we apologize for uh, to Carrie Bringle for not being able to connect last segment, but we'll get that worked out. Also, we thank Stephen Reichland, the segment before him. If you're somebody that's into mail-order barbecue, if you've tried to meet Mitch's mail-order barbecue and Aaron Franklin's, and the list is continuing to grow, Stephen Reichland has thrown his hat into said ring. He's got ribs and he's got brisket. He's got other side dishes. There's was fish coming. There's ice cream coming. Baked beans are coming. There's a lot of things going on with that, Stephen. 
Uh, Austin Parsons is weighing in on the chat. Why have the embedded correspondence not personal? Why have the embedded correspondence not personally investigated the validity of these horse meat claims? You're right, Austin. Why not? Where are my guys? Where is their rubber to the road mentality? Of course, we all know that you can't get horse meat, so it's going to be tough to validate those claims. But, Austin, I think we can all agree that Leon Kenny has proven his worth time and time and page after page as we have brutally gutted through that book. I thought we would have been through it months ago, but no. Out of 16 and one-half pages, we still have half the book to go yet. It's not even a book. What is this thing? I don't even know. Reference material? It's a little bit bigger than a white sheet, white page, white sheet. I don't know what the technical term is on that, but we still have half to go. All of your cooking suggestions haven't even been covered yet. Guy the Cooking Sam weighing in. There's a ton of internet issues right now everywhere. Let's hope that's not the case in Utah because my next hour is in Utah. Fingers crossed that the state holding out against internet issues across the land is Utah. Next month with Steven, we will lead with whatever his TikTok count is. I'm fascinated with the fact that Steven is on TikTok. He is in one... Did he say in one day he went from 800 followers to 3,800 followers or something like that? I really have to get on this and start... I mean, I'm on it. I think I posted two videos the other day. Those are my only two videos. I might have one from Katz's Deli, actually, that's up there that's got number of views. I think I got like six followers or whatever, TikTok pals, whatever you call them. So I should, uh, you know, I'm going to sit here and tell you I should step my game up in that regard. But who who am I lying to? You. I'm not going to do that. I should do it. I'm not going to do it. For whatever reason, I don't seem that uh, I find that to be as important to me as it should be. So we'll work it out. We'll figure it out together. All right, we're going to step away and reload for the second hour. If you would like to jump in, next segment, happy to have you, 216-220-0966. You can email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. So jump in. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show.